2: Hey, it's Rob and Kennedy.
1: Hello, today on the email marketing show, we're talking to Helen Perry, who's formerly from BBC Radio 1, we should do our posh voices for that, although it's Radio 1, so maybe not the posh voices. She's got 13,000 Instagram followers that she built up over just three years, and now she teaches Instagram, where she sells tens of thousands of pounds worth of courses, uh, using her Instagram following, and also now helps other people make money, money, from social media, instead of just fanny and about
2: We're talking about Instagram and email marketing and why they're actually a match made in sales heaven. Now, listen, when this episode comes to an end, we don't want you to feel like you're sat there alone wondering, how does this work for me? How can I do this in my business? Because my business is different. And you're right, your business is different. So don't sit there on your own. Come and hang out in our free Facebook community where you can share what you're working on and get stuck into all of the training and the resources and the gossip going on over there. Uh, Just go and search for the email marketing show community and you'll be able to find it, the email marketing show. Community or hurl open a web browser and type in robandkennedy.group, and by the magic of the internet, it will forward you over
1: there. He loves watching that, well, binge watching all that terrible reality TV dating show malarkey. It's hypnotist Robert Temple.
2: And his favourite birthday cake was of Thomas the Tank Engine for his fifth birthday. It's the mind reader, Kennedy.
1: Kennedy Yes.
2: What? What about calling the caterpillar?
1: I mean, we call him the Caterpillar's canny in that he's all right, but he's not Thomas. Actually, I always like Percy more than Thomas. I've always supported the underdog in everything <laughs> I've ever done.
2: That's what's going on. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, let's
1: have a sing along this week. Yes, we are here every single week, giving course creators, coaches, and membership site owners everything that you need to be the email marketing hero of your own business using this psychology-driven email marketing.
2: This week's episode is sponsored by ResponseSuite.com, the survey, quiz, and application form tool that we created to integrate with your marketing systems, to segment your audience, find out more about them, and make you more sales. If that sounds like it's your jam, you can take a 14-day trial for just $1 over at ResponseSuite.com. Hello, Kennedy. uh, Our guest today, Helen, I've got three I want to say three facts. There's not three facts. It's two statements and a fact about Helen. And uh, I'm going to have you guess which one of those things is true. So Helen, poke face if you don't mind. Kennedy, cast your eyes askance. Do not look at Helen. And I'm going to give you the three statements and you have to guess which one of these is true. Number one, did Helen once stand in the street asking people whether they've ever had an STI? What? Did she once sell a car in a dealership just to prove that she could? Or did she once get to babysit a chart for, sorry, babysit for a chart topping British singer for 60 minutes?
1: Asking strangers about STIs selling cars because she could or babysitting chart Topping British singers. Well, I know that Helen used to work for the BBC on the Radio One and used to hang out with a lot of celebrities because we've talked about that before. Um, did she do that? Did she ask strange, asking strangers about STIs? Would you make that up about a guest? I don't. Oh, let's find out. I'm going to go with. I don't. I think. I think the truth is she asked people in the street about their STI history. Helen, which one of those is true?
0: You know when you forget writing something in an email when somebody asks you
1: about
0: That is the truth. I was actually a health reporter, and that was the kind of thing that I used to have to do. The editor would just gleefully say something like, Will you just go and find somebody who's had chlamydia, and then you just go out onto the street and <laughs> to
1: ask strangers. Out. Attention, so this, everyone. You know, put your hand up if... <laughs> <laughs> there you go you
2: nailed it mate
1: well there you go it's as if i'm a mind reader hello helen welcome to the show oh thank you so much for having me it's a treat it's a treat now we know that you've got a heck of a reputation for not just fannying about, as you say, or faffing about on Instagram, but actually building building Instagram followings in a way that's actually commercial. So it's not just about looking lovely and having your ego stroked. So Instagram is it is it really a place these days where we can actually? It's, it's very crowded. So I'm thinking, is it still? Are we, are we too late to the party? Are we not pretty enough?
0: Oh Lordy, well you're definitely pretty enough. Thanks. Um, but I would, I mean, you know, I was late to the party. Really, I would, you know, I started my kind of intentional business-like Instagram account three and a half years ago, and it's definitely, definitely harder to grow an audience there now than it was seven, eight, nine years ago. But it's still absolutely possible to use it in a positive way to support your business if you think that your audience is there uh, but you've got to be intentional about it and you've got to keep your expectations i guess fairly realistic
2: okay okay that's interesting let's dig part into of the bigger
0: picture part of it, as part of the bigger picture it can work brilliantly
2: I'm really interested. I know lots of people, and I'm raising our own hand in this, probably think about Instagram as being a place where we build an audience and then we move them onto our list and then we sort of forget they were on our Instagram or probably still follow us on Instagram. And we did that with our podcast when we first ever started it as well. We thought, well, people will listen to the podcast for a bit, then they'll subscribe to our list and then we don't need to ever mention the podcast again. But actually we've realized they really do work simultaneously in sync. People continue to listen to the podcast. Presumably that's the same thing with Instagram, right?
0: Oh yeah I mean I think there can be a tendency with people to think I'm just like I'm going to spend a bit of time sorting my Instagram out and then that will be fine I can kind of park that and get on with other things but you're you're, this is such a long game it's it's like the stuff that we'll be doing for the rest of our natural life as I think Neil Patel puts it you've just got to keep that um, Instagram community that you've built or podcast community or email community you just got to keep it going you've got to keep talking to them all the time the work's never done really and i think the minute you start neglecting it a bit or going a bit quiet on it you know the interest drops off the engagement drops off and you see that straight away
1: yeah you see i call it social media abdication it's where mm. you just sort of imagine that it's it's just going to take care of itself now but i think one of the things that's really interesting is we were talking just before we hit record there and it's really not all about instagram you do make sales from instagram but how does that actually work in a practical sense
0: Oh, it's just been one of my biggest learnings on my sort of social media marketing journey that Instagram on its own really isn't enough to drive the business that I would like to drive. So I learned how to grow an audience on Instagram, grew an engaged audience, brilliant, awesome. But what are you doing with them? What's happening next? You want them to start buying something from you probably is what the the intention is. But I didn't appreciate perhaps that Instagram has its limitations in terms of how well people are going to get to know you, how much they're going to trust you, how much they're going to see of your content at all, how much they're going to read of it and take it on board when they're just scrolling. You know how we all scroll through Instagram. Are we really reading much of the captions or the stories or listening to the videos anyway? It was only after I added in that email element when I started to drive my Instagram audience off Instagram onto emails where I had their attention in the inbox. They were reading my email every week and then all of a sudden i was like these are the people who are going to buy my courses and want to work with me in future because they're really into it they've given me their email address which as we know is a super valuable thing it's much more of a commitment than somebody just choosing to follow you on instagram so much more of a commitment Um, and those are the people who spend money in my business
2: Interesting. So let's talk about starting to pimp up our Instagram to make it ready for list building, because obviously it's all well and good having people there and then trapped in this little room on Instagram. But how do we actually start to get our profile ready? What's the key stuff we need to have in place to start moving people to our list?
0: to start moving people to our list. I think we've got to have a really decent offer for your Instagram audience. You've got, if that's where you've got a great audience or even a small engaged audience, what is it that they love about what you do? What are they interested in? What would they want more of? So you've got to be creating either a newsletter or a lead magnet or some kind of incentive that's valuable to them, that's going to incentivize them to, you know, hand over their precious email address to you. For me, that's a newsletter. So I send out sort of tips and uh, inspiration and good recommendations every Friday for people who like me and like my Instagram audience in general are building an online profile they're trying to promote themselves online so people enjoy that and that's how I can keep talking about my Instagram uh, sorry that's how I can keep talking about my email list all the time because there's a, an email coming every week so I can keep saying would you like it would you like it would you like it sign up gives me a reason to drive people towards the list all the time and that could be something completely different for your business but it's got to be valuable to the instagram audience in order for them to want to join your list
1: and when you say you're telling your instagram audience like hey i've got the the friday newsletters coming out on friday i've got some really amazing stuff coming up where are you doing that are you because obviously instagram's rolling out these different features there's grids and there's reels and there's something else (laughs) every other week what where are you telling them about this stuff
0: I think the best place to get people from your Instagram onto your list is probably in Instagram stories, because it's a place where you can just share a few different slides about what you're offering then tempt them in talk to them about it invite them to they can just literally just type their email address into your dms and they've given you permission to add them to your list i think use your stories we you know week in week out talk about it all the time ask people if they'd like to just give you their email address or go to the link in your bio and you know, make sure you've got a really nice sign up form that sits there uh, and just be talking about it all the
1: time and in terms of the type of content that really gets people's attention because there's like animated videos that you can do all fancy and by getting some fancy clever people to do that stuff or you can you can use canva and do it yourself or there's like me with a close-up of my face going hey join my email list it'll be cracking What what, what do you find in terms of the style of content that tends to get the most movement on people saying, here's my email address?
0: Uh, okay, uh, definitely a discount works very well. A very clearly advertised discount with a number added to it. So if I'm running a course and I'm like, subscribers are my number one peeps, they get 10%, 20%, whatever off this course. And I, that is really clearly stated. That is super effective for driving people to my email list. Other than that, it can just often be me chatting on stories and saying, la, 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 la. You're explaining what they're going to get rather than asking them to read lots of text, which I don't think we do actually on stories Uh, if we're honest I mean you can type it and try but most people probably aren't sitting and reading it so try chatting about it try using numbers and discounts and that kind of thing I think that works really well.
2: So I'm interested by this idea of having people just hoy as we would say hoy their email address into the dms so, so i've seen sort of people say dm me if you want it and then send out the the link to your landing page or whatever but actually this idea of just having you know just chuck your email address at me and i'll do something with it how do you like build a little system around that in order to make sure you, you can was- use the,
0: uh, there's a little there's a sticker called the question sticker that people often will say you know ask me you can actually get people to you can use that like a little email post box and say pop your email address in there and i'll do the hard work for you i will add you to my list as long as you're being just completely transparent about what people are signing up for then that's legitimate um and I, certainly that i used to do that a lot more than i did i do now because um i've gone over 10k so i've now got the swipey upy which is really handy because people can swipe up directly to my sign up form which is easier in stories but before i had that and i've grown most of my list before i, I passed that 10k um marker Shall I carry on or shall I... Oh, yeah, no, you carry on.
1: Nothing happens. It's all right. You're just really popular. There's people calling you. I'd be added to your Instagram.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You got it. Just phone me. We'll have
1: a chat. And I'll I'll follow you back. Um, It'll be great. (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh, dear. Sorry. Um, so, yes. Uh, before I had the swipey-uppy, I used to ask people very often to just put their email address into that questions box. And uh, I would just I guess I would grow my following uh, of my subscribers list by 20 email addresses a week or something that way. But it just all adds up. And you're, what you're doing is you're taking the hard, any hard work, any barrier to going onto the list to having to find a part of my website to have you know i'll just take that all away from you you just give me your email address and i'll sort it out
1: i love it i, I love it. it yeah that's awesome. That's
2: gonna be really useful for anyone who uh, actually like us who's in that position where they haven't hit 10k followers yet because uh, instagram's totally not our bag um we, <laughs> we do it but you know um but yeah I, I, to be able to just say drop this into the questions thing that's epic
1: yeah, that's just unreal, unreal. So, as well as that super ninja tip which I've just never heard before in my life, that's why people come to you to learn Instagram because you know all these things. But so that's a really great use of the quest is that of the question ask me a question thing. Where else on our Instagram profile in general should we definitely have it? And also, are there any which are actually just a bit of a waste of time?
0: The, I mean, the obvious place is your link in bio. Um, but what I learned um, is that d- most people just leave that, that their, their website homepage as their link in their bio. Straight and, and again, you've just got to use it a bit more smartly. Change it up all the time. Most of the time I have my... Um, email sign up form being my link in bio because just people are just taken directly to the place where I want them to go again I'm not asking them to do the hard work of going to my home page and then going here or waiting for the pop-up to pop up take them straight through to your sign up form from your Instagram bio because that's the best thing probably that most people can be expected to do from your Instagram is sign up for your emails and then you can really start trying to bring them on board to your community
1: i love it i love it and i just made me think i want to go back to what you said before which is is something it's interesting how our brains compartmentalize things and we think in sales about the importance of time bound urgency like you've got to buy this thing before the price goes up or before the the course starts so it closes but i love the fact that you're creating weekly urgency to join your free list like I don't think I've ever thought of, I mean, I've been doing email marketing a bloody long time, and I've never freaking thought of going, join my list before Friday, because on Friday we're going to give away this really cool toolkit, or we're going to give away this thing. Rob, I just had a bit of a, a, bit of a mind explosion.
2: <laughs> Between that and putting your email into the question sticker, we are going to be off races. <laughs>
1: I mean, we're going to be in, we're going to be insta insta famous. That's what we're going to be insta famous. Uh, that's awesome. So, do you do anything in particular from the moment that somebody joins your email list through that way? Do you acknowledge? Do you go back and say to them, ooh, thanks for joining me through Instagram"? Or are they sort of? Do you do any sort of retrospective acknowledgement to say that's where they came from? Do you think that's important?
0: I will always say thank you. I'll normally say something like, you know, I'll be sorting this out in the next couple of days. And then, you know, obviously they get a very warm and friendly welcome email from me. Mm -hmm. Um, But apart from that, no, I don't suppose I I do do anything, uh, especially maybe I should. Maybe I should get a a voicemail from me or something like that. A voice note saying thank you so much. I appreciate it. But um, yeah, no, I say thank you. They get a welcome email and we take it from there.
1: And in terms of the way you systemize that yourself, if you're getting maybe 20 DMs a week or something like that, for some of us, you know, some of us are just sitting around, we could just do that quite easily. Have you ever had like a VA or somebody else do that? Is as any systems or have you always just literally manually added them?
0: I do everything myself at the moment. Amazing. I am VA curious, I guess. It's something that I'm considering for my business maybe towards <laughs> the second half of the year. But it's really hard when you've built everything I have done has been built on my interaction with my followers almost on a one-to-one basis. It's like which part of that do you hand over to other people? That's what I'm struggling with at the moment, I would say. Right.
2: So I'm interested as you're doing stories and obviously talking about stuff, there needs to be some balance of, of just stuff where you're talking on your story and stuff where there's a call to action to join your list or send me your email address or drop it in the box below or anything like that. How do you get that balance right? And how often are you are you asking for their email address?
0: Uh, you know we could all probably ask for email addresses or sales uh, 10 times as much as, as we do at the moment because we, we you know especially people on Instagram can feel really awkward about it and actually it was a I think mutual friend Jan Murray who uses the 10 times uh, statement she was the one who got me sending out weekly emails as well credit where it's due uh, and says that you know we can talk about these things far more than we think we can on Instagram just because such a small proportion of our audience see each bit of content that we share Um, so i will always be having a word with myself two or three times a week like have i mentioned my email list have i uh, shared what uh, uh, this lead magnet recently so i would say two or three times a week minimum and if you're selling things all the time then every day probably Mm -hmm. And you yeah. know, I, I also do, you know, I wrap around that with lots of kind of behind the scenes content, storytelling, news updates, uh, stuff that's going on in my business, courses that are coming up. But uh, at least twice to three times a week, I just specifically will create a bit of stories content around my email list.
1: No wonder we're shit at Instagram. We're not doing any of this. None of it. We're just going, Hiya, have you heard of email marketing? It's lovely. By the way, folks, if you're listening, you want to follow us on Instagram, it's at Robin Kennedy. We're absolutely sharing none of this good stuff. um, And we're just doing shit on it. But we're going to change it because we've spoken to Helen Perry. So it's going to be lovely. Um, (laughs) Rob, have you got any final questions before we go into uh, the next section?
2: No, I want to find out. uh, I want to find out Helen's subject line of
1: the week, subject line of the week. Come on then. That's lawless.
0: Do I just far away? Oh,
1: just go for it. I want to know it.
0: It's, if I did details, I'd be dangerous. I
1: love the story behind this one. You've got to tell us.
0: The backstory. Uh, and I listened to another one of your podcasts earlier today and it had a really good anti-perfectionist message in it. Like, just start, just do it, learn on the job, that kind of thing. And this was a good example of it. I sent out a really rubbish email launching a course on a Monday. It was crap. It didn't have any of the key information that people really needed in order to be able to make a decision about whether they were going to book. The bloody thing! It didn't have the time of the live sessions. It it barely even had the date it started on. It was an absolutely useless email, and it generated a ton of admin for me because there was loads of people going, "Oh, this sounds interesting," but I mean, I don't know how much is it? When is it happening? It just had no. Just had. It just had none of the details that people would need in order to be able to join the course. So the next day, it wasn't part of a strategy. I just had to send out an email going, "I'm really very sorry." The email I sent out yesterday is rubbish if i did details i'd be dangerous here are the details that you need and i sold more courses off the back of that one email admitting i was rubbish than i probably have off the back of any other email
1: that's absolutely great that's this week's subject
2: line of the week subject line of the week
1: helen this has been brilliant
2: for people who want to find out more about you follow you on instagram and everything else that you're doing tell us where do we go how do we find you
0: Oh, I'd love to um, meet you and welcome you into my community on Instagram. I am, this is very catchy, at underscore Helen underscore Perry underscore, because that's how Layso got to Instagram. There was no chance of getting my actual name. And my uh, website is um, helen dot perry.co.uk.
1: Love it. Absolutely love it. Helen, it's been absolutely awesome having you on the show. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, um, if you want to come and discuss about what you're doing on Instagram, how you're making your Instagram work for you, any troubles you're having and, and any ideas you've got off the back of today's episode, come and join us and continue this conversation in our free Facebook group. Just go to Facebook and look for the Email Marketing Show community or go to your favourite browser like Chrome or whatever and look for robandkennedy.group which will forward you to the group just by magic. Helen Perry, thanks for being on the show. We'll see you everybody next week. Bye. The
2: Email Marketing Show e-
1: It's all making sense now, mate. It's all making sense. Show